Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. This is the week two of the regular season. The Broncos coming off a big season opening win against the Giants. Boy, it was a big win. I was trying to downplay the importance of winning the opener. Uh, you know, if, if you lose it, don't panic. It's not the end of the season. But now that they won it, it was huge because it just changed the, the whole attitude about Broncos country. Never mind the players and the coaches. I mean, the, the uh, positive vibe coming out of Broncos headquarters this week is just uh, blowing the roof off almost. But also Broncos country. Everybody's excited. You know, they look good in the preseason. Uh, the, the reports were positive coming out of training camp. Everyone loves their roster as long as they have a quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater in week one against the Giants uh, looked like the Broncos have a good quarterback. Now, uh, last night, Washington's Taylor Henke uh, looked really good, too. So uh, one game is it, it's one game. So uh, I, I caution for that. Uh, Teddy has to do it a few more times. The Broncos have to do it a few more times. They play uh, Jacksonville this week at Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's going to be a tougher game than most people think. I know the Jaguars uh, really got blown out by uh, what everyone thought was a bad Houston Texans team, and uh, that may turn out to be true. But Tyrod Taylor is is kind of uh, Teddy Bridgewater-like. He's, uh, he's a good veteran who knows what he's doing. He knows how to move the chains, and uh, they got off to a fast start. I don't think Jacksonville has much of a defense. Uh, they're fast, but they're young. And, uh, you know, on offense, they're really young with uh, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. He's going to take his lumps. But still, after uh, a rough start where he threw three picks, he wound up throwing, Trevor Lawrence did, three touchdowns and for over 300 yards. And the reason why I think this is going to be difficult for the Broncos is they're going to be missing four starters, four key starters in this game, two on offense, two in defense. On defense, Ronald Darby played every snap at cornerback. They found out after the game that he tore a hamstring. And uh, so he's out uh, probably four, five, six weeks, maybe seven weeks. Uh, here, he, uh, you know, it's a pretty bad grade two. So uh, Ronald Darby's going to be out for a while. Pat Sertan is going to start, and it's great to put it plug in a number nine overall draft pick. But Sertan showed last week, you know, he's going to be good. He's going to be Pro Bowl good. But uh, when you're a rookie... Sometimes uh, you're not ready to be good, so uh, we'll see how Sertan adjusts. Hopefully it's a nice game for him, him against uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then um, it doesn't look good, look good for Bradley Chubb. He barely, during the media uh, viewing portion on Thursday in practice, he, uh, he didn't do much. Doesn't look like Chubb's going to play a second game here in uh, week two. So uh, that's two starters there. On offense, Graham Glasgow had the heart uh, ir irregularity in uh, after the or during the game, and then after the game, he's back. He's stretching with the team. He's working out on the side, but I don't think Graham Glasgow is going to even make the trip, much less uh, play in the game. They got to make sure everything checks out well with the with the ticker for Graham Glasgow, and then um, there's a uh, uh, and then Jerry Judy big loss. Judy is, a, to me, the, the biggest of the losses. Um, I know they got Tim Patrick, and he and Cortland Sutton will be good. Uh, and, and K.J. Hamler with the speed threat at the um, slot position, that's, that's three good ones right there. 
The only thing is Judy's a little different from all those in that uh, he's kind of a he's kind of a combo Hamler and um, Hamler and Patrick in that he's uh, he's quicker than than Patrick. He's he's probably uh, the guy who separates the most, runs great routes. And so uh, I think Jerry Judy, he was going to be their number one receiver. He was the number one receiver in camp, number one receiver in the preseason, number one receiver in game one until he suffered that high ankle sprain uh, uh, midway through the third quarter. Uh, the, the Broncos beat the Giants rather handedly because of all the third down and fourth down uh, conversions. They had 10 in the game. Nine of them were, uh, they got nine third down and fourth down conversions uh, by the end uh, of their first drive of the second half. That's where they picked up nine of them. So the first half, first drive of the second half, they picked up nine of their ten third and fourth down conversions. And uh, to me, that's all Teddy Bridgewater. Fangio got a lot of props this week for um, going for it on fourth down. I think that's all about his confidence in Teddy Bridgewater, the veteran, uh, especially after that preseason game against Seattle. Um, Fangio said it was his gut, not, an not analytics, had nothing to do with the preseason. I think you should give a little credit to the preseason call that Teddy picked up fourth and five when he hit uh, Judy for 35. And then uh, also I do think analytics is why uh, the Broncos and the rest of the NFL are going for it on fourth down much more. Uh, here in the last two, three years. Uh, we had a nice sit-down uh, interview with Eric Sobert, the Broncos' number three tight end. It's Noah Fant, it's Albert O, and uh, those two guys are more receiver types. They're receiver types first, blockers second. Uh, they've come a long way in blocking. Sobert's more of a blocker first, receiver second, and so you need that type of guy, uh, especially in the running game. Uh, he's from... Uh, the Chicago, Illinois area. He was born in Chicago and grew up in the suburbs. Um, I was on the out, out, uh, outskirts of the suburbs, but in the Chicagoland area. So uh, we talked about that a little bit. And um, only difference is when I played for the Oswego Panthers, uh, that was the fall of '76, and uh, that's uh, that that's 24. That was 45. 45 years ago? Holy cow. Uh, anyway, um, and uh, Sobert, is, uh, he was born in uh, 94, so he's just now 27 years old. He's had a tough journey. Uh, he's been cut a few times. He played for Jacksonville last year, was on their practice squad and, and played in about eight games, so he knows what it's like down there. Still got a lot of teammates there, but uh, he was with the Bears earlier. He's bounced around. He was with Atlanta. Wade Harmon was his coach in Atlanta. He drafted him in the fifth round uh, out of Drake uh, a few years back. And, and Harmon's the guy who uh, got Sobert back here with the team uh, to replace Nick Vanette. So Eric Sobert, let's go to that uh, interview. And then on the other side uh, of Eric, we will talk about the upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Broncos against Jacksonville this Sunday, 11 o'clock local kickoff. And for now, Cliss's uh, mic drop uh, with our interview with Eric Sobert. Eric, welcome. 
Hoffman Estates. Tell me uh, what it's like to grow up in the Chicago area. That's a leading question, by the way, for people who know me. Right. Well, yeah, you're from the Chicago suburbs, but uh, I love my time there. Chicago is where I've been training the past couple of years, so I always go back there. Uh, love it there in the summer and the winter, not so great. Yeah. I've, yeah. This is the best uh, weather, 365, as long as we keep that smoke away. That's what they're saying. Yeah. The, um, growing up as a kid, I, I noticed you played basketball and football. So was sports your life as a kid? Yeah. I, my first love was baseball. Um, I wasn't allowed to play football until high school. So I uh, picked, picked up football and basketball both in high school, and they turned out to be my favorite and best sports. So, But, yeah, sports were definitely all my friends played sports is it was my life for sure tell us why uh you weren't allowed to play football till high school that was just uh i don't know a rule my mom had so mom yeah worked out worked out okay though you know yeah, yeah so saved right. my head a little bit you know sure. <laughs> late bloomer right um and you got here i take it from uh, coach Harmon. that's right yeah he drafted me in atlanta and um linked back up with him this offseason. I've stayed in touch with him quite a bit. You know, we're pretty close. And uh, the reunion has been great. Uh, it's It's been just uh, such a familiarity, you know, comfortability being with him. So that, that's always cool. Talk about your journey because it uh, wasn't always easy. No, you yeah. Were, you were cut, wave, practice squads. You, sure. you had to grind your way through it till you had a bit of a breakthrough here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's not an easy or forgiving league, and a lot of times it takes a couple teams for people, and I'm hoping this is it. Um, but uh, I'm thankful for that journey because it's made me who I am, you know. How about uh, your performance here in training camp? Uh, I was talking to you a little bit before. No one knew too much about you because mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot on your resume right. before here. And then you just came on in uh, – in training camp were you pleasantly surprised or um, enjoying it uh, well yeah absolutely yeah. uh i think one of the coolest things about being here is i've kind of gotten back to having fun with the game and uh putting a lot of work to get to this point to be able to perform like that and perform at a high level the way i want to so um, i'm proud of that but never uh never content so always working for more and um not surprised to answer that um I put the work in for a reason. It's not to go out there and not perform. So, you know. And, and special teams, I know Joe D. Camillus, he says you're a, a heck of a special teams player. That's still a big part of the focus. Yeah, absolutely. I'm appreciative of Joe D., man. Uh, working with him last year was uh, was really cool. Uh, he taught me a lot, and I learned a lot from him. Um, and now working with uh, Coach McMahon has, has been great. Um it's a, it's a huge importance for the third tight end to be able to play special teams, and I take a lot of pride in that and want to be one of the best tight ends at playing special teams in the league. I, I know there's uh, so much has changed. There's nothing the same about Jacksonville, mm. that organization with Urban being there, but is there anything you can tell your teammates uh, when they ask? or your Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys that I play with are still there. So, you know, when we're scheming guys, I know a little ins and outs about some of the guys. Uh, that I played with, um, so able to help in that respect, um, definitely. Coach Fangio has been practicing in the in the heat of the midsummer. Mm-hmm. I, I've been saying it's it's all for preparation for Jacksonville. <laughs> it is not going to be all that pleasant as no. far as the heat index goes. Definitely muggy down there. That's that's what it's known for. So we'll we'll be ready though. Um, 
tight end position, you got to be nimble enough to uh, beat a cornerback in a route and tough enough to block an edge rusher. Not too many positions like that. In Vaughn Miller's case, you got to be both. Right. You got to be nimble and tough, right? Yeah. Talk about the position. Man, just the versatility is key. It's a really special position and it takes a, a special skill set. I think a lot of times we're slept on or forgotten about, um, but we have a lot of responsibilities in the offense and we take pride in performing them in the run game or in the pass game. So either way, we'll beat you. Week one went well for you guys uh, against the Giants, primarily because of all the third and fourth downs you converted. Teddy was unbelievable. Yeah, no, Teddy's been great since he got here, man. That guy's a pro and working with him is awesome. He really brings a, a calm to the huddle. He gets everybody feeling confident about the way they play and I'm thankful for, for being here and working with him. Is that the key on third and fourth down is calm, poise? Because yeah, yeah. you, you, you can get a little up, you know. Absolutely. Poise is definitely key in those uh, critical situations, and he, he really brings that to the huddle, like I said, which is it's, it's awesome. You've been around some organizations now. What about this one makes it uh, unique from the others? Um, right now, I guess the, the feeling in the building just feels different. It, it's a really uh, it's a, it's a cool winning environment, and uh, all the guys are really close, especially in our tight end room, man. We, uh, we, we hang out with each other, each other outside the building. Uh, we love being here working together. Um, the coaches, you know, everyone is just it's so uh, amicable and, and uh, it's, it's loose, which is cool. Everyone, they allow you to be yourself here. Um, like I said, I'm back to having fun with football, which is uh, it's, when you're doing that, it allows you to play free. You got a unique role. Noah and uh, Albert O. They they can they can block, but they're they're skilled position type yeah. uh, tight end receivers. For sure, um, those guys are really special, man. And like I said, I love working with them. The sky's the limit for both those guys. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, just in one game, you've seen what those guys can do, and I don't even think they've uh, they've tapped their potential yet. So I'm excited. This is this is going to be an awesome season for them. Run the ball. It, it it took you a minute to run the ball against the Giants. You finally broke out in the uh, in the second half. But point of emphasis uh, going forward here. Um, we talked about uh, getting on guys early, uh, being greedy. Um, so that's uh, that's been our focus. Um, we don't want it to take until you know whatever the second third quarter to run the ball well. Uh, we want to hit guys early and jump them early and you know break their spirit in a way. Eric, thanks a lot. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. It, man. Yeah, right cool. on. Welcome back to Cliss's uh, Mic Drop, our week two regular season edition. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast so far. I've gotten a lot of nice, positive feedback. And hope you enjoyed that interview with Eric Saubert. You know, uh, he's one of those guys... Uh, He's not going to use five words when three will do, uh, but uh, still a a, a gentleman, nice guy, uh, and turning out to be a nice player for the Broncos. Um, After bouncing around, uh, he was kind of on the fringes, a practice squad guy, number four tight end with the Broncos, with his experience, and and the way he just fits here with the Broncos because Noah Fant and Albert O are such offensive threats. And uh, by the way, without Jerry Judy, look for Fant and uh, Albert O to be uh, bigger in the passing game plan for Pat Shermer this week against Jacksonville. 
But uh, Saubert, big in a running game, and he's going to get one or two catches a game for you. Uh, against Jacksonville, you know, it's exciting uh, matchup because of Urban Meyer, a, a college coaching legend, now in his first year uh, coaching in the NFL. A lot of people say he needs to dial down his uh, uh, college philosophy. I say Urban Meyer is too good, too smart. Um, some people just have it as a coach, and he's going to get it. He's going to figure it out, and he's going to be a winner in the NFL. May not happen this year. In fact, it won't happen this year. But I'll bet you. At, at, let's see. Jacksonville was 1-15 uh, uh, last year. I bet you they get to five or six wins uh, this year. And the Broncos better watch out that they're not one of those uh, uh, one of those wins for Jacksonville. Again, they have to be focused. I, you know, they're a big favorite. I believe a six and a half point road favorite, but it's going to be sweltering down there with the humidity and the heat. Uh, Fangio has practiced in the heat really since the end of training camp. I mean, it's been 90 plus degrees every day at Dove Valley. And Fangio's been practiced roughly around two o'clock, so um, you know the on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So he's got his team as acclimated as they possibly can. Uh, you can't get the Jacksonville humidity, but uh, still, uh, Fangio has these guys ready to play in the heat. They did well last week against the Giants. Um, I think in this game, um, running the ball will be key. Got to get Gordon and Javante Williams going. So Teddy can get that uh, play action. Tight ends are going to be key uh, without Jerry Judy. Uh, Cortland Sutton maybe not still quite up to form following that ACL injury. Tight ends, uh, you know, uh, swing it out to Javante and, and Melvin and uh, Tim Patrick. Um, K.J. Hamler might be able to break free too. Uh, K.J. after that drop, I like the way he handled himself with the press this week, took full responsibility, no blame, said he just dropped it. Uh, he did work hard this week, uh, extra on the jugs machine, and with Mark Thews giving him some extra passes. So um, I think uh, K.J. Hamler might have a, a nice game also this week. But uh, Broncos got a chance to go 2-0. and Then they come home for their home opener against the New York Jets who were 2-14 last year, and so it's a chance to go 3-0. The Broncos should be 3-0 after they beat the Giants in this first three-game soft schedule portion. Um, the Giants, I thought, were the toughest, and the Broncos beat them basically 27-7 before giving up a late touchdown to Daniel Jones, making it 27-13. Uh, believe Darby got hurt, though. His hamstring uh, snapped um, on that last play of the game. So um, Broncos are down a couple of starters. Won't be easy. Natain Moody, a second-year player, will start in place of uh, Graham Glasgow. You've got uh, Pat Sertan making his NFL starting de debut in place of Ronald Darby. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you're going to have Tim Patrick. He's a starter anyway. He's, he'll be there in place of uh, uh, Jerry Judy. And then Malik Reed once again, uh, you know, Reed is really a starter more than he is a backup, but he'll start in place of Bradley Chubb. I tell you, that ankle for Bradley just not coming along and healing as quickly as possible. Again, it's the opposite ankle of his of the uh, surgically. He had surgery on his left ankle in mid-May, and then he tweaked his right ankle um, uh, right before uh, the preseason finale 
against the Rams, and it's just not coming along. So he missed two games. He'll be questionable on the uh, practice, uh, on the injury report this week. But um, based on how he didn't participate much in the uh, in the um, you know off season in the uh, practices this week, I really doubt he's going to play. It's a questionable, leaning toward um, doubtful for Bradley Chubb. But uh, Broncos, Jacksonville, I'll be there. Uh, by the way, for a recap of the uh, Broncos win against the Giants, I. I dissected the 10 big plays that Teddy made, uh, converting third down, converting fourth down, a couple bonuses in there. Go to 9news.com to find that story. It's uh, It was Teddy's 10 top plays, something like that is the headline, 9news.com. But thank you for listening to uh, Clissa's Mic Drop. We'll do this again next week. Um, Either uh, either Thursday or Friday. Our interviews with these players this week are backed up a day to Thursday, so that's why uh, our podcast is coming out a day later than it did uh, previous years. But we'll try to do it consistently Thursday night and, or Friday morning for uh, Clissa's mic drop. So two regular season versions down. We have uh, 15 more to go. Can't wait. The Broncos, everything is positive for the Broncos. We'll see how it all turns out. Um, here after Jacksonville. They should be 2-0, but beware. I think Jacksonville is going to give them a game. If for no other reason, then the Broncos are going to be shorthanded with the injuries that they've suffered. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks to Eric uh, Sobert for joining us and sitting down with us uh, for our interview, and we'll talk to you again next week.